Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for stopping by my podcast, Finding God in Our Pain. Welcome. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Pilkington. In this podcast, you'll hear firsthand stories of how the God of the Holy Bible meets real people in their real pain. We look at the good God we profess through the lens of pain and suffering. I'm processing the most painful season of my life after unexpectedly losing Larry, my husband of 32 years. In my journey, I've discovered that there are many types of deaths. Maybe you've asked God, how could you let this happen? Why me? Where are you, God? Do you even care? What am I supposed to do with my life now? Here at Finding God in Our Pain, we don't shy away from the tough questions. I ask them to my guests. I share what I've experienced. We give real examples of how God shows up in the darkest, most painful situations in life. May the stories that you hear and the advice you receive encourage you to engage the heart of God about your painful places or memories or experiences or even your unmet expectations. Lean in close to God's heart because he speaks beautiful things in the dark. Believe it or not, you are a natural born storyteller and your story has the power to change lives. In this episode, I'm not talking about the crafted stories that you see in books or movies, because if we wrote books and movies in the vernacular that we naturally use, they would never sell. I'm focused on the way that we organically engage the world around us with the spoken word. So let's first look at how we might underestimate and underappreciate words. And while I know that you know how important words are. I liken it to someone who has a natural understanding of something, maybe it's science or art, music, language. And because it comes easy to them, they downplay the importance, the gift. And so it's the same with words. It's such a natural way for us to communicate that we don't grasp the absolute power of spoken words. Dr. Jordan Peterson, a Canadian psychologist, said something to the effect with regard to the importance of words. Our whole culture is based on the idea of the supremacy of the word, that it is the word itself that extracts habitable order from chaos and possibility. And for me, the most compelling example of the absolute power of the spoken word is that God spoke everything into being. Psalm 33 9 says, For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. There are many other scriptures that tell of God speaking things into being. Genesis, right? When God spoke everything into existence, he gives us a beautiful example of the power and importance of words. And to further drive home the value of words in our everyday life, Every morning, you rise and begin to use words to bring order to your day as you make choices. You share things about yourself with those around you. Each time you connect with someone, you're communicating in a way that conveys your needs, sharing a little bit about 
what's going on in your life, maybe sharing bits of information about your family, as well as asking them questions and listening to their reply about what's happening in their world. You are engaging in shared story. And that's why I say that you are a natural born storyteller. The simple act of using words to navigate our day is the most natural form of communication where we share experiences and create connection. And here's another way to look at the importance of words. For a moment, think about a solitary confinement environment. It doesn't have to be a jail cell because there are plenty of people who live alone and have a limited ability to interact with others. People such as the elderly or widows, those who have an illness that limits mobility, the ability to get out into the world, and the youth of today are isolated from true connection. So imagine that it what it would be like if you were not able to talk to anyone. Even if you saw someone, maybe they come to drop off food or provide a health appointment like a nurse stops by your house. But the time frame that they're there is limited and they're simply fulfilling their job duties. So it's a brief exchange at best, very limited. To have a friendly verbal exchange with someone is vital to life with regard to mental health, relationship, connection, and posterity. One of the most common desires of the human heart is to be seen, heard, valued, and conversation can fill that need. Life is automatically enriched and becomes more meaningful when we talk with, share with, and listen to those around us. A minute ago, I mentioned movies and books, and there is also the news and social media, various outlets that engage people. And the attraction to these types of formats is that they are all story-based, and that's why people tune in. Shared story will never get old. It is foundational to our culture. I think this establishes the importance of words, and and this is where I want to intersect your story. When we give proof of something in our life, things based on our personal knowledge and experience, that is also known as a testimony. Most times when people hear the word testimony, they immediately categorize that as exclusive to a church setting. They automatically assume that means someone's salvation story. Salvation story being your story of how God's love overwhelmed you to the point that you accepted what he did on the cross, acknowledged that you were a sinner, and then you asked him to dwell in you with his Holy Spirit. But in this particular episode, I want to go beyond the standard salvation testimony. And don't get me wrong, they're needed and they're powerful, and I'm not going to exclude them. But I want to push push out this topic when it comes to how we think about our personal testimony with regard to God's goodness. As believers, those who have made a profession of faith, accepting what Christ did on the cross, the shedding of his blood as payment for our sins, we have a place of authority in Christ. We exercise authority given to us when we follow in God's footsteps using the example he gave us. We open our mouth and speak. And in the particular context of shared story, we tell about the goodness of God in all types of situations in our lives. In Revelation 12:11, God shares a two-part position of authority over Satan. The latter part of that verse says that we triumph over him, the evil one, by the blood of the lamb and the lamb being Christ crucified on the cross and the word of our testimony. So God gives us specific instructions on how we can overcome Satan's influence in our mind, our body, our life, and the lives of those around us. So part of our authority has to do with 
with opening our mouth and sharing with others our personal experience, aka testimony, of who God has been for us in the painful places of our life. And when we do, we weaken and even break the lies that Satan is wooing us to believe or maybe even has us believing. When we experience God's presence, influence, truth, love, comfort, peace, joy, it literally exposes Satan as the liar that he is. And when we open our mouth and speak of the goodness of God, we become tangible evidence to the world around us. We are evidence of the fact that God cares about our pain, that he enters into our suffering with us to comfort us and lead us through. Here are a few examples of testimonies that you have to share about with others. And to be honest, as you move through your full cycle of life, you may have each one of these type testimonies throughout the years ahead. If you have professed God as your personal Lord and Savior, then you have that salvation testimony we spoke about. You have an Acts 4.12 testimony, and here is Acts 4.12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. You can share where you were in life, what sort of condition your heart was in, or the journey you were on to find truth, peace, comfort? And then how did God meet you in that moment, in your moment of need? And what is the difference that he has made? If God showed up for you in your dark valley, then you have a Psalm 23, 4 testimony. Yea, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. You can testify to who God is in some of the darkest places that the human heart can experience. Has God healed you? You have a Psalm 147.3 testimony. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. People need to know the heart of God for those who are afflicted. Maybe you're experiencing a long-term health condition or you are a caregiver. You have a Deuteronomy 31.8 testimony. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. If this is you, then you have the ability to testify to the mysteries that God has revealed to you about his heart for those who suffer long term. Sharing your firsthand experience of what you discovered about God in your trauma is a sliver of gold to another hurting heart. It's the knot at the end of the rope for someone who feels all alone and wants to give up. As many of you know, this podcast was born out of a very dark valley that I walked through. My guests, predominantly women, share their personal story of who God is in the context of pain and suffering. And I do this because shared story lightened my grief-stricken heart when I unexpectedly lost my husband. As I would experience the various emotions that are associated with grief, when emotions became very intense and I was really struggling, God would send me a woman who would share her story and it would ease the pain that seared my heart. One example I'll give you, and it's the story that always stands out for me when I think about the purpose of my podcast. So maybe I have already shared this. I was struggling with the would and could and should In other words, the guilt of not having done enough for my husband, because if I had, he'd still be alive today. And that's how Satan approached me in this painful place. I believed that if I had picked up on something, and of course, in hindsight, it seems obvious, I could have changed the outcome for my husband, for me, our family, my grandchildren. The weight on my heart was massive. I kept running the various scenarios over and over in my mind. 
the ones that would have me get him to the hospital and they'd see that he was having a heart attack and they'd get him the help that he needed and he'd still be here with us. And God in his sweetness and his kindness sent me a woman who had the courage to share her story. She said, Sherry, my husband was in the care of doctors twice. The third time was an ambulance ride in the wee hours of the morning. I was up with our one-week-old daughter when he left in the ambulance. His third trip to the hospital, he died in the care of professionals. He had meningitis and they missed it. It hit me. Professionals are not God and I'm not God. Hearing her story broke the grip that Satan had on my beliefs and lifted the weight of mental and emotional chaos and torment that was suffocating me. Some things simply belong to God, and that revelation was made clear through the example in her story. Submitting myself to God's sovereignty gave my mind and my heart a place to rest. Sometimes I rested in his lap, other times draped across his shoulders because he had to carry me, and other times face down in the floor at his feet. But every time that I got a glimpse of his tender hands and his firmly rooted feet, I got a glimpse of his scars. The scars on the hands and feet of the one who carries the burden of life and death. Knowing that God has a solution to death, a literal reunion for his believers, and experiencing his intimacy in the darkest time of my life, I have a story that I will never get tired of sharing because I know what it feels like to struggle with God about serious faith and life questions. I know what it's like for Satan to constantly undermine your well-being with lies, planting chaos, and spinning the truth at every turn. The part of my story that I will share until my last breath is the goodness and kindness of God despite the pain of this life. And I love using those two simple words, goodness and kindness. They're extremely simple, but don't be fooled like I was. With God in the dark places of, of life, his goodness and kindness run extravagantly deep and reveal infinite wisdom. Nothing about the pain of this life negates or detracts from God. And it's why you'll often hear me say these two things. One, God has not given us a vocabulary to accurately describe him. I am unable to give him his due honor, his proper praise, and my full thanksgiving because of our limited vocabulary. And number two, God speaks beautiful things in the dark, in the intimacy of pain, a place where no one else can reach, is where we discover how extravagantly deep and how infinitely wise God is as he reveals mysteries about his heart for us. God gives us not just anywhere, but a specific somewhere. And even better, he gives us a specific someone to rest our heart and quiet our mind. We're able to lift our head under the weight of the pain. He gives us his son, Jesus. And because of Jesus, we can have a joy that does not make any sense in the context of suffering. We can have peace knowing that God will bring beauty from the rubble and the ash that used to resemble our life. So when it comes to our story, We've looked at the natural way we engage in shared story. We looked at the power of the spoken word when God spoke things into being. 
We also looked at the authority given to believers when we open our mouth and testify, as well as the various ways that we can let others know they're not alone in their questions, confusion, chaos. And that brings us to this question, and whether it's your salvation testimony, a dark valley where God met you, or the faithfulness of God through a painful health condition. How do we tell our story in a way that reveals the heart of God and reminds those who are suffering that they are not not alone in their bone-saturating pain? So here are three ways that you can encourage someone to not give up, to point them to the one who is able to turn the painful places of this life into something we never imagined possible. And it's by using your story to introduce them to the one they can lean on, rest in, and find peace in the days ahead. And keep this in mind when you're ready to share your story. People are genuinely overwhelmed with life. So we want to be as intentional and purposeful about the parts of our story that we want to share versus need to share. It's a very fine line and you really have to find that balance. Number one, what was life like before your moment of conversion or trauma or the health crisis? Choose one example that reflects the condition of your life before it was interrupted and flipped upside down. One of the things that I would share with somebody, especially if I knew it would only be a brief exchange, is that I would say, My husband and I were in the sweet spot of life, having weathered a little over 33 years of being together. And then out of nowhere, he was gone, leaving behind absolute emotional and mental devastation. Number two, what did it look like for you to hit the wall and cry out to God? Describe that moment when you finally came to the end of yourself. You acknowledged that you did not have the ability to change your circumstance and you cried out to God. As an example, I might say, I struggled to make sense of what happened. The questions swirling in my mind and my heart created a level of chaos in my life that I could not escape. And when I finally decided to lay down my self-defined rights to have all of my questions answered in a way that made sense and fit together nice and neat is when I could finally discern God's gentle, kind voice. And number three, in what ways did God respond? Share one or two ways that God showed himself faithful. As an example, I'd probably finish up by saying, I found Jesus to be a safe place to struggle with heavy questions about life, death, and faith. He never shamed me nor rejected me. He simply absorbed my pain and gently showed me the way to healing. So those are three highlights that you can use to structure your story around. And if you're speaking in a more relaxed setting, add more. If you are speaking in a situation where you only have 60 seconds with someone, add less. You may have heard me say this before. Shared story makes the world go around in a much richer way. It is your shared story that will connect people to healing, growing relationship, creating community, and solidify family. The final benefit of sharing your testimony about the God of the Holy Bible whether it be in the context of pain and suffering without God and therefore your conversion or salvation testimony or pain and suffering in the midst of a relationship with God is that to do so is to take part in a portion of your redemption that God has for you. God never allows anything that he does not plan to redeem. In God's hands, redemption is guaranteed. He wastes nothing. He is the sole power and authority to take what Satan meant to destroy us with and turn it for our good and God's glory. And people need to know that. 
So share your story every time you get a chance because someone's heart needs to be encouraged. Someone needs to know that it's going to get better. Someone needs to know that God cares. Your story can make a difference to someone. Thank you for your time and for sharing this experience with my guest. I hope you have found encouragement for today and a deeper revelation of God's heart in the midst of pain and suffering. We'd love to have you as a subscriber to Finding God in Our Pain so that you can be connected with all my guests as they share their personal experiences and professional knowledge about pain and suffering. And because this podcast is a division of the website, A Life of Thrive, for more information and the various ways you can connect with us, please visit the website, alifeofthrive.com. I look forward to sharing more transparent stories from the hearts of women who intimately know what it means to have their world flipped upside down, their authentic struggle to make sense of it, and what recovery and healing looks like. Till then, sweet woman, remember you are not alone and that God speaks the most beautiful things in the dark.